0: Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on the English Top 4 Leagues. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker.
1: Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in.
0: Congratulations are once again in order, Mr Walker. Keeping the podcast afloat, my mate.
1: (laughs) Not bad. Um, Two wins in three weeks for the podcast. Remember, you've propped me up plenty of times this season. Well, yeah, I'm on a bit of form at the minute, so uh, hopefully we can make it three out of the four and uh, back-to-back with a win this week.
0: Yeah, that's uh, the bomb-proof treble victories for anybody who is new to the show. So each show we give you a bomb-proof treble. For two out of the last three weeks, Tom's has won. So happy days. We'll go through them all towards the end of the show uh, with a little recap. Without any further ado, though, we'll go straight into the Premier League for this weekend. Um, And it takes us to what surely is going to be, the Champions League finalists. Liverpool at home to Stoke. Uh, Liverpool are 1-4, to four, very short, as you'd expect. Do you think Liverpool are going to continue their momentum, get a win here against struggling Stoke?
1: Yeah, um, I think two things are certain. Number one, I think you're obviously looking at a home win. 1-4 uh, to four is not a price we're really interested in, Um, And number two, I think Stoke are uh, down. I think they're as good as down now for me.
0: Yeah, four points away, three games to go. We don't expect them to win this, so they'll be at least four points away with two games left to play. I think the only saving grace for Stoke is that they've got Swansea last day of the season. So if they can keep in touching distance, there's always a possibility. But the way they're playing... They're getting too many jaws. Yeah, I mean, too, too many jaws.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. They, they also have Palace. So another team is down there. Uh, so this is a bit of a free hit for them. But it doesn't matter, does it, who you're playing? If you're playing like that, um, you can be playing and borrow and you're going to get beat.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just not good. Um, they've not won since the 20th of January. Um, at home to Huddersfield, I believe that was Paul Lambert's first game in charge.
1: It was, yeah, and they've they've only managed under Hughes and uh, Lambert one win in the last seventeen games.
0: Dreadful, absolutely dreadful, dreadful. At least they'll probably win a few games next season if they go down. But um...
1: yeah, it's true, it's true. But yeah, in terms of uh of betting on this game, um, you know, zero interest. We we expect a comfortable Liverpool victory.
0: Yeah, uh, I do expect a few rotations in the Liverpool side um, with the Champions League second leg in mind. Salah probably won't play for probably won't play. He's probably going to see Ings starting up front or Solanke.
1: Yeah, I mean, he played Salah against West Brom, didn't he? And, uh, I think it's always, always something you need to bear in mind with Liverpool at this stage of the season, but, you know, again, same with West Brom. Even if they do play Ings, Solanke, Clavin, they should still win.
0: I Completely agree. Um, we'll move on to the three o'clocks. Then the first one being Burnley at home to Brighton. Burnley twenty-three to ten. The draw nine to four, and Brighton twelve to five. For me, uh, Burnley win twenty-three to twenty. Not a bad price. Brighton are without an away win in the league since the fourth of November. So that's really, really poor. Um, Burnley have generally been tough to beat at home recently. They should have too much for the out-of-form Brighton. Just looking at a few of Burnley's recent home results, even when they've lost, it's it's kind of been tight and it's been against good teams. So 1-0 loss to Man United, 1-0 draw with Man City, lost 2-1 to Chelsea. On the flip side, they beat Leicester, they beat Everton they've generally been pretty decent at home
1: yeah and I would mainly go off um, Brighton's shocking away form
0: absolutely no, it's,
1: it's been awful hasn't it um, and yeah I would rather go off that um, and team with it the backup that you just said of Burnley being strong at home and they're going to want to get back on track you know lost in front of their home fans last time out and uh We're pretty much both on the side of the clarets, I think. 23-20 to is a very nice price.
0: It is. Brighton as well, let's not forget. They're on 36 points. I expect that'll be enough for them to be safe. But they're really ending the season in a very flat manner, winless in their last six. And after this, they've got City, United and Liverpool left to play. So I can't see them picking up any more points this season, to be honest.
1: No. And, uh, you know... 36 is going to be very, very close, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it, is. it should definitely be enough. I can't see Southampton or Stoke winning two and drawing one is what would be required at least no. to overhaul. Bayern. No, I
1: agree. I agree. For staying up on 36, that, that would have sent you down in numerous years gone by, yeah. wouldn't
0: it? Yeah, absolutely it would. Um, we'll move on to the next game, though. We comfortably think Burnley will win there. This next game is Palace against Leicester. Palace twenty-one to twenty, the draw five to two, and Leicester twelve to five. Palace for me, for you?
1: Um, I think I'm gonna go for score draw. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I still like Leicester. Um, they have won two of the last three away from home. Uh, they beat West Brom four one away, Brighton two nil away, uh lost away at Burnley two one. They're always good for a goal. Um and Palace, you know, they have they have Sacco and Tompkins at the back that, you know, they seem very settled, but going forward it it's still all Zaha, isn't it? And I think yeah. I think this is gonna be a very tight game. And for me five to two draw is where I would be going.
0: I just think Leicester are looking A little bit beachy now, comfortably safe, Um, settled in nicely in mid-table. If you're looking at their recent results, um, that kind of backs that up. We can see they had a home draw against Southampton, they lost away at Burnley, they lost at home to Newcastle before that. So it's just a, a bit meh, really.
1: Yeah, totally agree. But, you know, my... We look at things in different ways sometimes, don't we?
0: Yeah. I'm
1: looking at um, I'm looking at Palace, and I'm thinking if Zaha's not on it, who's going to step up? That's that's my thought. If, if Zaha's not doing it, who's going to be there to to step up and really, you know, take the take the game by the scruff of their neck? I mean, you know, Leicester have got Jamie Vardy, for example. He's scored in his last five games consecutively. Um, that kind of threat against Palace which is kind of Zaha or nothing I think that just may be a little too much to handle for Palace Mm,
0: I can see where you're coming from absolutely can if we want to go for a safe bet here both teams to score
1: yeah both teams to score
0: for sure would be a safe bet yeah yeah that price is 8-13 to so not too bad
1: nah seem better seem worse um I think you can make a case for all three results. I think. Yeah. Um, I'd agree. But you know, that's that's probably why the the odds are good, and it's one of those games, isn't it? If you call it, you get a great price.
0: Yeah, completely agree. Uh, both teams to score though, the safe bet for this one. Moving on to Huddersfield v Everton. Then Huddersfield are thirty-one to twenty, the draw twenty-one to ten, and Everton fifteen to eight. Huddersfield really if they win this they're on 35 points at the moment another win takes them to 38 absolutely guarantees safety and which will be a massive achievement and i think they're going to do it i really yeah, do
1: yeah i agree i agree i think uh tails will be up um and i think they'll have too much intensity for an everton team that we've spoke about you know being a little little Kind of in between, right? They kind of they're waiting for the end of the season. They they want it to die.
0: Yeah, there's a lot um, of uncertainty.
1: Yeah, one one loss in their last six. To be fair to Everton, uh, but I think Huddersfield will want it just that little bit more.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and they need to go all out for the three points. When you consider their running after this match, because they go away to City, then Chelsea, then they're home to Arsenal on the final day. Um, which is also going to be Arsene Wenger's last match, so they've got a tough three games after this. So they really need to pull something out of the bag here to absolutely guarantee safety.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, you know, I'd, I'm not that confident in them. Um, you know, they they've hardly been firing on all cylinders, but got that huge win, didn't they, at home to Watford? And yeah, yeah, you're right. This is the this is a huge game and if they don't win here then they they're going to have a a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um so yeah 31 to 20 it's a good price and uh, it's very enticing.
0: Nice price. Probably one of the very last games on match of the day. Going to be dull as dishwater this one, but Huddersfield for both of us at a decent price. Let's move on then to St James's Park. It's Newcastle at home to West Brom. Newcastle at 4 to 5, the draw 12 to 5 and the Baggies 15 to 4. Um West Brom still are not mathematically down. However, um, it, they're, they're gone, aren't they? But they're showing fight. They're showing fight. They pulled back from 2-0 down against Liverpool last weekend, which is really impressive. Um, and I guess that's the only kind of positive they can take from this season at the moment, that they're going down fighting, which is more than what can be said for the rest of the season. And it's a shame, isn't it, (laughs) that Darren Moore's come in so late. We said it last week, say it again, Uh, should have done it earlier. For this game, I'm going to go with a draw. I think they've got enough about them that, you know, they're giving it a bit of a go. uh, Showing the fans that they can actually play and they do care a little bit. And I think they'll draw the Newcastle side, who are comfortably safe and who disappointed me, actually, in their game last time out against Everton.
1: Yeah, um, West Brom. When you look at their team, and when you really kind of break it down, it's not a bad side. There are proven Premier League players in there. Sure, it's lacking a little bit of, in goals, and you know there's a very aging uh, defense and goalkeeper. But uh, on the whole, you know they've got a Loney from PSG in there, yeah. uh, James Rodriguez knocking on the door of the England squad all of a sudden. Johnny Evans is linked with Man City. You know, Jake Livermore gets in England squads somehow. It's you know, it, there's ability there. So absolutely, you know, they'll be kicking themselves. They they uh, put it in the hands of Pardew for so long. Yeah. Um, it's must win. You know, they're not mathematically down, and Darren Moore, even though you know, it's pretty obvious they are going. Um, he's going to be fighting till the end. He won't let West Brom. You know, lie down, and if they win this, they go within a point of uh, Southampton. If everyone else loses, you just you never know. Um, I agree with you. I think uh, Newcastle very disappointing against Everton. Perhaps may have just taken the foot off the gas. Yeah. Um. And yeah, twelve to five. I think this will be a draw, and I think it will be low scoring. Yeah. As well, I think yeah, that's I that's fair to fair to assume.
0: Yeah, I agree with that one completely. Um, we'll move on then. Southampton against Bournemouth. Southampton, thirteen to twenty. Say that again. Thirteen to twenty. The draw, fourteen to five, and Bournemouth four to one. Um, I'm assuming here the bookies have priced them at that price because they're expecting them to go all out, all out for the victory because they're they're in no sort of form. I don't know who would want to back them at that price. There's nothing that would make you want to go for them at 13 to 20. It's so tight.
1: Couldn't believe this price. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, I think you're spot on. I think they think Southampton must win. Bournemouth haven't been great. Uh, Southampton are a bigger club. Yeah, let's whack them in at 13 to 20. Um, Bournemouth, you know, they've... They have been poor uh, when you look at their uh, form. They've only won one in their last nine games, um, and that was a home win over West Brom. Um, I believe that was before Darren Moore as well. Um, so that was against you know woeful West Brom. Yeah. So Southampton are playing a team that is wildly out of form. Um, conceded five in their last two. Yeah, I can see why Southampton are favourites, but. Holy moly. No one seriously is gonna back him, are they?
0: It's a joke. Last time Southampton won at home in the league was when they beat Everton four one on the twenty sixth of November. And that's a long, long time ago. I wouldn't I don't know why back them at thirteen to twenty. Stay clear, Profit Chasers of that one.
1: Yeah, huge game for Southampton. Must win. Uh home, like I said, against a, a poor Bournemouth team. Just enjoy watching this one, guys. Unfold on match of the day. Um, it's really not worth it, is it?
0: No, it's not. It's not. Um, We'll move on, shall we, to something where yeah. it's, uh, we can get a little bit more value from. Uh, Swansea at home to Chelsea. That's the Saturday, five thirty kickoff. The Swans are fifteen to two. The draw three to one, and Chelsea are four to nine. I'm going to side with Chelsea on this one. It's a huge game though for Swansea because they're the club that Stoke and Southampton are looking to catch just four points above the drop zone with 12 points left to play for. Um, But Chelsea's form has picked up. They're in the FA Cup final. They've won three consecutive games um, including consecutive away wins against Southampton and Burnley and Swansea are in no sort of form at the moment. No wins in the last six. I think this weekend... Swansea will lose to Chelsea and then their attention will turn to the home games against Southampton and Stoke. They're the ones that count. This is kind of a bit of a free hit.
1: Yeah, totally agree. You just took every single one of my notes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, this is a free hit um, because, yeah, exactly. Away at Bournemouth um, who very well, you know, might not win away at Southampton, and then they would have won one in 10, and then home games against Southampton and Stoke. So yeah, huge opportunity for Swansea to um, seal their own fate, and this weekend I expect them to you know, put up a bit of a fight, but yeah, Chelsea 4-9, I think they'll uh, get the victory, and I think it will be relatively easy for them.
0: Yeah, I agree. The worrying thing for Swansea is that the goals seem to have dried up, because so if you take out their FA Cup matches, then in the league in 2018, they've only scored more than one goal on two occasions. And that's in 13 games. So when you consider how shaky they've been at times defensively, if you're only really scoring at a maximum of one, you're really going to struggle to win games, obviously. And that's what we've seen.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um goals have been a problem all season haven't they really um, you know I really liked the idea of Tammy Abraham um, hasn't worked out for him for whatever reason Boney we've spoke about him on countless occasions he even tried Dolly McBurnie uh, didn't they but yeah. didn't seem quite ready he's, he's doing well at Barnsley though um, and yeah you're right it's, it's putting the ball in the net and you know when you look down at the teams at the bottom West Brom have Rodriguez, but you know that's a more recent thing. Stoke, don't have a striker. Southampton, don't have a consistent striker. Swansea, no consistent strikers. Huddersfield, no consistent strikers. West Ham, Arnautovic. Yeah, um,
0: even a striker, really, is um,
1: really? Yeah, exactly. He's a, probably a left winger, right? Left yeah. striker. Um, Palace, is dried up. Brighton relying on Glenn Murray. It's it's no secret, is it? You need a goal scorer. Yep. And um, Swansea don't have one.
0: Completely agree. And you can look at that entire bottom 10 and 11 clubs there from Newcastle down and say, no one is really stand out up front for any of those teams. They're all kind of struggling for a consistent goal scorer.
1: Yeah. The best it gets is Callum Wilson, maybe, um, at Bournemouth. That's about as good as it gets. I know Glenn Murray has had a good season, but you know, shouldn't be relying on Glenn Murray uh, at this stage not. in the Premier
0: League. Jesus Christ, no. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's uh, the Saturday all wrapped up. We'll move on to the two games on Sunday. The first one, West Ham at home to Man City. The Hammers are massive 11 to 1. The draw, 15 to 4, and Man City 3 to 10. For me, City victory once again, very impressive. Last weekend against Swansea, broke all kinds of passing and possession records in that game. Worryingly for West Ham, the last two times City have been to the London Stadium, they've won 4-0 and 5-0. So it would not surprise me whatsoever if there's another hefty scoreline on the cards here.
1: Wow, that's that's not good reading, is it? (laughs) No. The one thing I will say is I think West Ham will score. They have scored in their last ten games consecutively, so it's not a problem going forward. It's just going the other way. Uh, yeah. Both teams to score is four to five.
0: Nice I quite price. like
1: that. Um, I think that will be, uh, you know, a, a decent price. And I think West Ham fans, even though there is a problem, obviously internally at the club, I think they'll be up for it. And I think West Ham will find the net. You know, on on the back of a. 3-4-1 loss.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a nice price. Um, City to win and both teams to score is 17-10. So that might be the route to go down here.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, the 4-30 kick on Sunday is Man United against Arsenal then. United are 4-9. The draw 16-5 and Arsenal 13-2. That's a big price for Arsenal, but their away record is absolutely shocking, isn't it? Um, I don't think they'll win this game. I think Manu will probably win this one. but it, It's a tough one to call, really. But I think Manu, if I had to you know, hang my hat on one or the other.
1: The romance of Venga, buddy. Do not count out no. that wiry, old romantic.
0: No.
1: I, it's his last visit to Old Trafford as an Arsenal uh, manager. He's had such a long-standing rivalry with United. Obviously, died down over the years. Um, but I wouldn't count him out. It would just be so typical of Wenger if... <laughs> he managed to pull a victory off, and United don't strike me with confidence. I can't stand this United team. i um, well, same for the Arsenal team, really. I think it's two two giants way off the levels we're used to and being. You yeah. know, growing up with these two as the big two.
0: Yeah, I agree. Great price if you fancy Arsenal, though. Nearly seven to one. That's a big, big price. Big price. But what I'd be looking at as well is. Depending on how the Europa League game against Atletico Madrid goes on Thursday, yes, might depend on team selection for the Sunday because Wenger has already said that that is priority now for this season. So I know he'd love a win over Manu, but I don't think he'd potentially sacrifice getting through to the final of the Europa League just to play his full strength squad and get something at Old yeah. Trafford.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean. He'll be looking at what happened to Oxlade Chamberlain, right? Yeah. And he'll be thinking, God, that could be Aubameyang, That could be, uh, you know, Lacazette. It could be Wilshire, Urzil. Wilshire's already injured, surprisingly. But um, yeah, he, he'll probably be looking at that. And that's a fair point. It's probably best to bet on this, you know, an hour before kickoff when the teams come in yeah. and uh, kind of assess the mood. Because. If Atletico Madrid gets get to the Emirates and Panem six 0 my God, do not go near Arsenal. But if they if they manage to you know pull off a pull off a win, then tails will be up.
0: Yep. Um, we we'll move on to Monday then. Last game of the Premier League this weekend. It's Spurs at home to Watford. Tottenham one to six. The draw six to one, and Watford a huge fourteen to one. For me. Spurs will win this. No value in them though whatsoever. But I think they'll win this pretty comfortably.
1: Yeah, I do. I think uh, it may take them a while to break through. A uh, few murmurs, isn't there, that um, Pochettino is not overly happy. Apparently, the board are not overly happy that they've failed to reach the FA Cup final. Um, you know, a Few things in the media, you know, digging out Harry Kane. I always think that this kind of press always comes back to uh, kind of affect results, and I think Tottenham will win, but I, I do not think it will be easy. And you're right, one to six, even if they were on fire, it's not it's not an of interest to us at all.
0: So unprompted after the FA Cup defeat to Manchester United. Pochettino said in his press conference, Tottenham need more time with me or with another, but the most important thing is to keep going and keep developing that philosophy that is fantastic for this club. So it's a bit worrying hearing him say that perhaps. He's put the idea out there that this team needs to grow with or without him. And that's kind of the first time that I can remember that I've heard him say something like that. Where he's entertained the idea that he might not be here to continue to develop the squad
1: uh yeah, I mean, I don't want him to leave. I really like the project he's doing it's good for English football, it's good for the england national team yeah yeah i don't I don't want him to leave, but um. You know, we've been saying it, you can't keep being an elite team, eventually they need to do it and I spoke last week about how Man City used the FA Cup as a springboard for further success and, you know, this United team is not the best United team that's ever been assembled, it was an opportunity and unfortunately it's been missed.
0: Yeah, it has indeed, Um, but maybe... Comments that have got a bit lost in translation there. Maybe there's something deep within that, but um, time will tell. Um, moving on, though, shall we, to the Championship?
1: Yeah, let's dive into the second tier.
0: Right, before we start, Friday night, Fulham at home to Sunderland. Fulham are priced at a lovely 1-5. to five. What's the score going to be? It's going to be a cricket score. 5-0. 1-5, 5-0. Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, we just have, we have to address the elephant in the room, don't we? <laughs> that that elephant is Fulham. It, I'm looking at the fixtures. Fulham at home, Sunderland one to five. It's gonna win. Let's address it. We've said it. Let's move on. <laughs> that's that's how I feel because it's done and dusted in it.
0: Yeah, that that game. Are you te-
1: are you telling me there's gonna be anything other than a home win there?
0: Oh, absolutely not.
1: Just a word on Sunderland. If you support Sunderland and you go and watch the games and you support that club, you are a soldier in the world of football. Yeah. That is the most depressing club in the history of English football. My Lord, what yeah. is going on there?
0: Yeah, it's, it's not good, is it? Um, One of those things, you, you know, Coleman backed himself... We thought at the time he'd probably have enough in the squad and about himself to turn it around. But I guess he didn't really realise the size of the job that he was taking on um, until you're actually in there and it's too late. But I think they'll stick with him. They should stick with him. It just needs wholesale clearance, wholesale clearance, wholesale attitude change, wholesale culture change. And that needs to start this summer and hopefully they can rebuild.
1: They need a whole new team. It's no exaggeration at all. They need a whole new team, yeah. top to bottom.
0: They need to sort out uh, the wage structure. You can't be in League One with Jack Rodwell sitting on the bench collecting forty grand a week.
1: Oh my God, no, you can't. And there, there's players like John O'Shea. There's I can't. I had a look the other day, actually, at their team, and it's absolutely shambolic. It's, that would struggle in League One, I think, comfortably. Yeah. How John O'Shea is still playing football is beyond me. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Fulham to get battered. Fulham to batter Sunderland. Um, I will also address another quite blatant thing, um, and that is Wolves. Wolves, yeah. champions of the league. Congratulations, thoroughly deserved. Can't wait to see what they're going to do in the Premier League next year. They're at home, Sheffield Wednesday, um, who have had a disappointing season, haven't they? By oh, uh, their accounts, major. Uh, Wars are four to eleven, so you know it's not an attractive price. And Wednesday have been decent; uh, they've you know picked up a decent little bit of tail end form, but I think Wars will be in party mode. Um, although they may concede, I think they'll they'll win.
0: Yep, yeah, I agree with that one. Um... Let's look at the clash down in the bottom of the league that can go a long way to determine, determining who gets relegated along with Sunderland. That's Burton at home to Bolton. Um, great shout from yourself last weekend to say Burton will beat Sunderland. Left it late, but they got the job done um, and it's given them a real shot at surviving, which would be unthinkable against all the odds that they face they're eleven to eight to beat Bolton at home this weekend. Um, I'm going to say they're going to do it.
1: Totally agree. As I said when I uh, when I tipped them last weekend to to beat Sunderland in the big games, they do come up trumps. Now, one thing I will say is they are better when the pressure is off them. The pressure is all going to be on them to get the victory. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they've they've won the last two games. Bolton, you know, they've won one in their last. 11 games. Uh, that was a 1 0 shock uh, victory against you know, Villa. And uh, yeah, Bolton uh, haven't actually won away since the 30th of December. Uh, most of their points come at home. So yeah, for me, Burton as well, Tom.
0: Yep. Barnsley have not got easy fixtures. So if Burton can win this one, they'll go above Bolton in the table. But um, it will give them a great, great opportunity of staying up um, if they can get the victory here.
1: Yeah, I uh, 100% agree with that. And by the way, if Nigel Clough can keep Burton up again, <laughs> that would just be a complete miracle. Um, Absolutely. And it just goes to show, don't it? You just have to just have to stay in there, stay with a chance. And, you know, one victory against a rival, all of a sudden, we fancy him at home against a relegation rival, and it can be out of the bottom three. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, crazy, crazy game. Absolutely. Um, I am going to address the playoff picture. Um, There's a really, really big game um, in the championship this weekend, and it is Aston Villa at home to Derby County. Now, Derby, uh, just when you think they are throwing it all away, and just when you think they are just going to bottle it, just as they do year after year, They, they come from nowhere and beat Cardiff at home. Um, they've set themselves up now for a genuine playoff campaign. They are sixth in the league. Uh, everyone's played 44 games in the league now. And they're two points clear of Millwall, and Millwall are away at Middlesbrough, who are fifth. Uh, so, big, big opportunity for Derby here. But I think Villa will win. <laughs>
0: 19 to
1: 20 at home to Derby. Villa, for me, are just sniffing. Um, as much as they can at the Premier League, I think you know, for me they're the playoff favourites, and um, I think they're going to have their tails up. And I think you know they've only lost one um, in their last six games, um, and last time out four nil away at Ipswich, great performance.
0: Um, would you have them as playoff favourites even if Fulham don't get automatic?
1: Um, I'm kind of basing that on the fact that I think Fulham are going to pit Cardiff, actually.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I still don't think Cardiff are going to do it. Um, Villa, for me, Uh, will sew up the playoffs and Fulham will go up automatically. That's just my opinion.
0: Well, if we look at Cardiff's last couple of games, this week they're away at Hull. Hull have hit a bit of form recently, definitely capable of scoring a few goals. So that's not an easy game than the last game of the season at home to Reading so I expect them to win that so really if Cardiff don't beat Hull this weekend I expect uh, Fulham to get the automatic promotion spot
1: yeah and um, you know Warnock's done an incredible job but I think Fulham are you know Fulham are the better team aren't they and they're, they're the better they're the better prospects moving forwards they, they feel a bit more Premier League ready and uh, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I think that comes to uh, comes to the front.
0: Yeah, if there's any justice either way, um, whether it's automatic or playoffs, Fulham will get to the Premier League this season.
1: Yeah, and if there's any justice, so will Cardiff. But then, you know, throw Villa in there. Their form's been, you know, Premier League worthy as well, hasn't it? Apart from a little wobble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're looking at potentially, you know, Villa. They could finish on 88 points and not get promoted automatically.
0: That's harsh. Same with Fulham. Sorry. Fulham could finish on 91 and not get promoted automatically. That's so crazy. It's so crazy. It's harsh. Um, but we'll see. Uh, any more, though, for the championship for you?
1: Uh, one thing I do kind of like the look of, um, it's a little bit of an outsider, um, and it's Forrest, actually, at home to Bristol City. Oh, blimey. Um, Bristol City, at the time of the Carabao Cup semi-final uh, against Man City, they looked for the world that they were you know, going to finish in the playoffs, at
0: least. Yeah, yeah.
1: Fast forward a couple of months, they're in 10th position below Millwall, Brentford and Preston um, on 66 points, needing a complete and utter miracle to get into the playoffs. Um, Forrest, on the other hand, They were unbelievably impressive at home to Barnsley. Really clicked on Tuesday night. Um, Bit of squad rotation as well. Um, But I think Forrest, it's kids for a quid on Saturday. It's the last home game of the season. Um, They're not going to make it easy for Bristol City. Even though Forrest are very safe, they don't seem to be on the beach, which is great. Um, I think they'll actually get the victory here. And you can get Forrest at home at 13-8.
0: Yeah. So before the turn of the year, Bristol City only lost four games in the period between August and the start of January. Since the start of January, they've lost an extra thirteen games. They've really fell off a cliff. Only won four games in that time. Terrible.
1: Yeah, really poor. And you know, there's there's always a team in there. We say this on the podcast a lot. There's always a team that falls out It's Bristol City. There's always a team that comes from nowhere. Looks like it may be Millwall. So, yeah, always happens. And, um, yeah, they've only got themselves to blame. I don't know about you. I think Forrest, 13-8. to 8, It's not a real, real confident shout, but I, I, I fancy him out of the uh, three results.
0: Yeah, if I had to pick one, I'd go with Forrest. I agree.
1: Any more for you?
0: Um, quickly going to touch on Reading, a home to Ipswich, 17-20. to 20. Should be... A pretty comfortable win. Um, since Paul Clement took over at Reading, they're unbeaten at home. one two, drawn one of their three home games. Ipswich, on the other hand, have been pretty poor since Mick McCarthy suddenly walked out, losing at Forest and then getting panned by Villa. So I think their kind of season is very much petering out. Um, they're in no sort of form and they're also terrible when they play, play away at Reading. They've lost the last four visits in a row. Um, and I think Redding will win this one again.
1: Just, just, a, I don't know why I want to say this, but just a little lecture. I hate Redding. I don't know why, I was just thinking <laughs> during your description there, I hate Redding. Just, anyway. I, I um, think of
0: Redding and I think of boring.
1: Yeah, just, just very dull, like, you know, a stadium that's not full, an horrible kit, boring players, boring club, not done anything. just, I, I I wouldn't give two hoops if Reddin fell off the face of the earth. But anyway.
0: Sorry, Reddin fans. Um,
1: sorry, <laughs> Redding fans. Please listen and rate the podcast. Actually, maybe not. Um, so there's a five thirty kickoff in the championship one I want to talk to you about. Middlesbrough at home to Millwall. Giant game
0: Huge in the game. Huge. What do you think? Um sell out.
1: Apparently twenty-seven thousand tickets have been sold already. Um, Millwall had a big game, didn't they, away at Fulham? Uh, sorry, at home to Fulham. Got got a bit of a lesson, lost 3-0. Away at Sheffield United, on a one or draw. Need a win, don't they? They do need a win.
0: They need a win, yeah. Definitely need a win. I don't think they'll get it, though. I think Borough will do it. I think uh, they've got too much quality compared to Millwall, who have gone on a really good run and had a fantastic first season back in the Championship. But I think um, the charge ends here. I think Middlesbrough will get the victory, which will more than likely end Millwall's playoff hopes. Um, if Derby get at least a draw in their game, I think yeah, the quality is to, going to be too much. Tony Pulis is going to know how to manage this big game situation. Um, they're just going to be a bit more streetwise, I think, than Millwall, and I think they'll get the three points.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um... Millwall for me a, a ride up Neil Harris has got to be up there for manager of the year he's got to be a nominee oh, yeah. um, so yeah I do think i will fall short as well
0: though um, no more champ for me though
1: no League
0: One yeah let's move on to League One um, League One is don't know about you a little bit barren a
1: little bit a little bit I, I can squeeze a little bit of profit out of it but uh the well's a bit
0: dry. Um, we may as well start at the top. Let's look at Wigan at home to AFC Wimbledon. Not a bad price actually for Wigan, nine to twenty, um, something under one to two, and we're saying it's not a bad price. Is a, a little bit unlike us, but um, considering what they have been at, considering that they're promoted, they look like they're probably going to win the league, and I think nine to tw- nine to twenty is a nice price.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's a that's a good price, and uh, yeah, I think that would be quite a uh, quite an obvious win. Um, let's talk about the heartbreak of the season, um, Shrewsbury Town. So Shrewsbury, you know, the the tiny club punching above their weight uh, again. You know, they may finish on ninety two points and finish in the playoffs, which is just heartbreaking. Um, nice. They're away at Blackpool. Blackpool, out of nowhere, have randomly won four games in a row. Didn't even realise they had done so until I looked at the results um, earlier on today. Um, They've actually been smashing it as well. Blackpool 5, Bradford 0, Blackpool 3, Northampton 0, Blackpool 2, Fleetwood 1, Chillingham 0, Blackpool 3. Word of caution, I think shrewsbury may come up short here and i just wanted to kind of pre-warn the profit chasers um that shrewsbury may be a, a bit of a banana skin
0: yeah i agree um black as you said blackpool absolutely smashed it shrewsbury as well tend to be much stronger at home than they do away um the last few away results drew away at bradford nil nil lost away at rochdale drew away at northampton so they're not picking up results against teams that are down the bottom of the league. Um, and I think Blackpool will continue their rich vein of form, end the season on a high. And I do really worry for Shrewsbury because they've done so well this season. Uh, they've played a lot of games get into the FA Trophy final as well. And I think it could all be catching up with them a bit. Um, and I'm worried that they're going to go into the playoffs in pretty poor form.
1: Yeah, it would it would break it would break my heart if they didn't make it. You know they've been a great they've had a great season haven't they? Me and you predicted them to go down, I think. Yeah, um, at we start did the season, which <laughs> just seems hilarious now. Um, but yeah, they've had a fantastic season. We'll see. League One playoffs promise to be very exciting.
0: God knows who's going to win them. No idea. Any more Who League One picks for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think there's actually some really good value to be found in Scunthorpe. Um, MK Don's done, finished, finito, gone, ciao, see ya, <laughs> gone. Championship a couple of years ago, slowly declining, haven't they? They've slipped and slipped and slipped, uh, Tendencies are falling, and they've got Scunthorpe coming to town and Scunthorpe at evens, and I actually think this is a very, very good price for Scunthorpe. Uh, they've won their last two. Uh, they've only lost one in their last their last seven games and only two in their last 11. Um few draws thrown in there, granted. Um, but they are in sixth and they do need to win. Uh, they can actually overtake Charlton in fifth. Um, they do have a game in hand on them. Um, so, yeah, Scunthorpe evens. I think that's a great price.
0: Yeah, what's really been disappointing, especially if you're an MK Dons fan... It's a lack of fight that they've shown. Um, In the last five games, they've they've lost them all. Granted, the first two were to Blackburn and Wigan. Okay, a lot of people are going to lose to those teams this season. But after that, losing 2-1 at home to Doncaster, who have got nothing to play for, is disappointing, especially after they take the lead. Going away to Southend, nothing to play for, getting panned 4-0. Similarly, going away to Bradford, losing 2-0. You know, it's... It just seems like they've got nothing about them. That's there's no fight. There's no. You've got to at least attack and try and score some goals. That's going to get you three points. It's it's just whimpering down into League Two. It
1: is. It is. It. I, I totally agree. And you know they they've got what they deserve. I mean every team gets what they deserve at the end of the season. But yeah, uh, really really poor and uh, good riddance to him. Another club that I can't stand. Um, What about you, Tommy P? Any that you want to uh, throw out there as potentials?
0: Nope, we've gone through my few that that I had written down here.
1: Yeah, same. I'm uh, ready to move on to League 2 already, to be honest. Yeah,
0: me too. There's uh, a bit more to go off in League 2, thankfully. So I'm going to kick us off with the game between Crawley and Crew. And my tip for this one is both teams to score. Not an amazing price, it's 4-7, to seven, but I definitely think it will come in. 10 of the last 11 crew games have been both teams to score. 11 of the last 12 Crawley games have been both teams to score. And that includes the last nine in a row. Um, two teams here, nothing to play for. I expect goals, as there has been in a lot of their um, recent matches. And 4-7, to seven, it's, it's not amazing at all, but... Um, It's a nice little accumulator booster.
1: It is. Um, You're probably the only person on this earth that's going to have a bet on the Crawley crew game. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) nevertheless, if it's a winner, we don't care where it comes from. Um, Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, Didn't have that research myself. But yeah, I, I totally agree. Okay, so let's look at Luton Town. Luton Town sealed their promotion back to League One last weekend. Um, Luton are facing Forest Green Rovers at home. Now, Forest Green are in one of those patches that they've seemed to you know, keep falling into every now and then, um, where they pick up a few victories, score some goals. Chris Doyce starts uh, banging them in. But I think they will come up short away at Luton. It's a very tough place to go. Luton are 4-9, to nine, so not the best price you'll see all weekend. But I do think the Hatters will pull the victory off.
0: Yep, yeah, I agree. Um, let's look at the relegation battle. So, Chesterfield, it's been confirmed, are down. They sacked Jack Leicester. Um, they went down without playing in midweek. They're, they've got back-to-back relegations now, and they'll be scrapping it out in the National League next season. Um, so, attention turns to the second relegation spot. Currently occupied by Barnet, who are five points adrift of both Grimsby and Morecambe with two games left to play. Now, Barnet play away at Morecambe this weekend, so if they can get a victory, then that gap will close to two points um, with just one game left to go. I'm going to back Barnet, the away side, um, to get the victory. I don't know why, I just feel like there's going to be a bit of a a great escape coming on for Barnett this season.
1: Totally agree. So The Martin Allen effect, but the again, uh, Allen. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, if, Bar- if Barnett can get this victory, their final game of the season, Holmes-Chesterfield.
0: Whoa, what yeah. an
1: absolutely cracking opportunity that is. Um, yeah, totally agree. Had it wrote down myself. I personally think Morecambe are the ones that are going to go.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Morecambe, As well, we say Barnett's last game home to Chesterfield. Morecambe's last game is away at Coventry, who are going to be chasing the playoff spots. Currently sat in the last one in seventh. So they've got big incentives to get the win as well. Um, Yeah.
1: Brimsby, you know, uh, Notts County at home this weekend, which, you know, not sure if you have uh, a tip for that one, but then they're away at Forest Green as well. So everyone's kind of playing each other. Promises to be very exciting.
0: Yeah. Uh, Morecambe. Just one win in the last eleven games, so they're in really poor form. Um, Barnet have got three wins in the last five.
1: Tasty, tasty, Tommy. P, I tell
0: you. Yeah, very tasty. Eight to five as well. I don't think we've even mentioned the price amongst all that excitement over the Great Escape. Uh, eight to five nope. for Barnet, which isn't no, I don't, is a good I don't price. Think we
1: have Barnet, <laughs> Barnet currently a price that one to nine to get relegated.
0: Really, one to nine. Wow, crazy. What's Morecambe? Crazy. Actually. Do you have that in front of you?
1: Morcom, is seven to one. Groomsby fourteen. Really. Hmm. Hmm. Very tasty.
0: Could be. Mm. Uh, mm. Could be worth mm. a, worth a few pounds.
1: Yeah, yeah. It looks nice. <laughs> Just thought I'd share that with the profit chasers. Anyway,
0: no, like that, like that. Um, any more for you?
1: Um, yes. Um, I'm gonna look at a. Um, as mentioned, there's always a team that falls out of the playoffs. There's always someone that comes to nowhere. Uh, the team that's falling out, uh, there's a few to choose from actually, uh, <laughs> probably Swindon are the biggest example. Um, they're away at a Colchester side who have lost their last three games. Uh, but actually fancy Colchester to, uh, to win this one. They lost their last three. They played Lincoln, Knotts and Accrington. That's quite tough. and yeah. um, They're three teams. Um, you know, two of the three are probably going to get promoted. Uh, one, obviously, Accrington already have. Before that, they did beat Colchester, Luton, and Stevenage. So there is definitely potential there for Colchester to, um, you know, ruffle some feathers. And I kind of feel like Swindon are like Eeyore. They're just right. moping around with that <laughs> rain cloud over them. They know they've flumped it. They know their season's pretty much done. Um, lost at home to Grimsby um, last weekend. Shocking. Um, and I think they're going to go away at Colchester with that mopey grey cloud. And I think Colchester are going to win 13-10. to <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. I can definitely see that happening. I love the uh, the analogy there as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it's what they remind me of, just a mopey, depressing kind uh, of figure.
0: <laughs> um sticking with the playoffs, I'm looking at Exeter away at Stevenage, Exeter priced at 21 to 20. Um The one point off of the automatic promotion spots, the draw that they got against Crawley last weekend has given those automatic promotion chances a big dent. Um, It's put the ball back in Wickham's court because it could have been in Exeter's hands if they'd got a win there. But five wins, two draws and one loss in the last eight games for Exeter, so they're on good form, whereas Stevenage, on the other hand, just two wins in ten games and nothing to play for. So I think Exeter will uh, be going all out for the win here and I think they'll get it.
1: Yeah, I think they'll get it as well. Um, yeah, Stevenage, not much to play for, is there? So, yeah, um, always good to go against a team that i have already got uh, one flip-flop on. Yep. Any more for yourself, League Two, Tom?
0: Um, I'd probably say loosely tip Accrington. 6-4 to four, at home to Lincoln. Lincoln obviously scrapping for a playoff spot. Um, looks like they will get it, providing they don't get hammered in their two games and Mansfield don't win both of theirs. But um, Accrington-Stanley, mainly, mainly because of their home form, they've won 10 out of the last 11 home games. So they're really, really strong at home. Um, Lincoln typically better at home than away. And I think Stanley could continue their hot streak at home and get a win at, at decent odds.
1: Agreed. Um, if I had to choose anyone, I would um, go for the home team. And uh, one final one from me is it's a pretty obvious one. You touched on uh, Chesterfield's relegation. They're at home to Wickham, whose season is is very alive. You know They really need to win this game. Try and fend off Exeter and Notts, um, and even Lincoln, arguably for the automatic spot they're away at Chesterfield 8-13 for the chair boys I think they'll have no problems getting the win there
0: yep I agree let's move on then and uh, recap last week's bombproof proof trebles so we'll start with my one then uh, leave the best one till last I had Barnet and they won 2-0 at home to Newport
1: He also had Plymouth who inexplicably went 2-0 down away at Northampton
0: I also had Exeter and they drew 2 all with Crawley not that it mattered because the treble had already been bombed by Plymouth
1: yeah Plymouth just threw a threw a green dagger straight through that treble
0: an absolute green um, spanner
1: yeah not not the nicest however we did have a winner and my god what is it it was a comfortable win it was um, I had Villa away at Ipswich they won
0: 4-0 he also had Wolves away at Bolton and they won 4-0
1: and I had Cardiff at home to Forest. Although Forest did equalise, Cardiff did manage to pull off the victory. And they won 2-1. And they won El Profito Chasoros, £55. Pounds.
0: Yeah, the road to riches treble, I think you called that, if I remember rightly.
1: I believe so, I believe so. Um, <laughs> a lot of these names are made up on the spot, Profit Chases, <laughs> just, to, just to confirm. Um, but yeah, um, Great win,
0: as Lovely we said
1: at the top of the show. Um, we you know, won two out of the last three weeks now, so fingers crossed we can make it back-to-backs. Yeah. Um, in case you're new to the show, uh, this part of the show is where we um, come up with a bomb-proof treble each. So we put all of our research, and all of our knowledge, and all of our kind of gut feelings, really, uh, together to create a bombproof treble that we think will earn you some cash. This part of the show is sponsored by Quiff, which is the home of supercharged betting. Um, all the returns we read out here are minimal returns if you bet with Quiff. Um, so you know, fifty-five pounds was a minimum that you would have won last weekend if you bet with Quiff, because. They randomly boost prices and returns. So, for example, if you bet with Quiff, you know, you could have won £220. You could have won 300 You could have won ten grand. I don't know. But uh, this part of the show is sponsored by them. If you do want to bet through them with us, Tom has all the links in the podcast description. And it's all over social media. So uh, open an account, get betting.
0: Absolutely. So I'll kick us off with my treble for this weekend. Uh, we're going to go for Exeter and they're priced at 21 to 20 away at Stevenage. We're going to go for Burnley. They're priced at 23 to 20 at home to Brighton. And we're going to go for Wigan. They're 9 to 20 and they're at home to AFC Wimbledon. £10 on that one pays 64 back.
1: Beautiful. 64, that's actually uh, pretty solid, actually.
0: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad.
1: Yeah, I like that. It's, it's always a risk, isn't it, when you throw Wigan in there? They're never the best price. But, uh, yeah, that's actually uh, more than I thought it would return. Yeah. So, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um, So, <laughs> mine's going to be the Vulture Treble.
0: Right, okay. And the,
1: re- <laughs> the reason this is the Vulture Treble is because all of these teams uh, are playing against teams... Whose seasons are dead? Okay, so we're starting off with Scunthorpe. <laughs> They're away at the relegated MK Dons. They're evens. Uh, we're also going to go for Wickham. They're away at the relegated Chesterfield, eight to thirteen, and we're going for Colchester at home to Swindon, who are thirteen to ten, and Swindon's playoff hopes are officially dead. So ten pounds on pays seventy-four thirty.
0: Yeah, it's nice. I like the name. I like the teams. It's always good when your team has played another team who's got nothing to play for at this stage of the season. Um, Yeah, and not even mid
1: table. Yeah. Nothing to play for. Pure disappointment and
0: gloom. Yeah, that's what we like. That's what we like in our (laughs) travels disappointment and gloom. (laughs) Unless it's us feeling it, of course.
1: Yeah, obviously. So, uh, yeah, two trebles, guys, uh, that we really think will bring you some cash.
0: Shall we have a quick whiz through fantasy football?
1: Yes, let's talk about fantasy football. It's, It's getting hot at the
0: top. It is getting very hot at the top. We have a new leader currently leading the way, and that's Tom Arnold with the Walthamstow Wildlings. Has Tom been leading before?
1: Um... He's been up there. I, I honestly don't know. Um, but he's yeah come out of nowhere of his 61-point game week.
0: Yeah, smashed it. Um, didn't do it quite as well as me, though, but smashed it nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> Just 11 points separating first and fifth. So it's all to play for um, coming into these last few game weeks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Nile McNally, Stephen Cairns, Daniel Atkinson, Charlie Donnelly or well and truly have in the race. Liam Keane, you're top of the rest. I think you need a miracle. But everyone else, doing well. Um yeah, I don't think we need to talk about fancy football anymore. Should we move
0: on? Uh, one final point. My gap to you is now <laughs> is now just about sixty points. So I'm closing I knew in. You were <laughs> I'm closing in on you, mate. <laughs> in my I end know, of season honestly, charge.
1: Honestly, do you know who saved me this week? Hey, I've had him in my team for about four or five weeks now. Barnes, Ashley Barnes, I got 28 points. He, he got 14 of them. Jeez. so without him, I don't know what, what I would have done. Yeah, an I don't know what shocker. I would have done, but you had a yeah. there. <laughs> thing. Is I do my team every week, so I can't I can't say I don't do it. I yeah. do my best. Yeah, it's clearly not very good. No. I'm glad you can play again next year because I, I was worried about the whole relegation thing I was going to put an ad on indeed for a podcast co-host
0: oh mate I'm comfortably up I'm comfortably surviving I'm top 10 material if I started like this
1: (laughs) you've got Darren Moore in charge yeah (laughs) (laughs) should have got rid of you ages ago (laughs) Um, okay guys so there's a free bet on for the winner so fingers crossed we uh, can deliver that money to you the end of the season. As promised, we ran a competition regarding iTunes reviews. It was hugely successful and we really appreciate everyone that took the opportunity to go and review us on iTunes. Uh, We promised we would give out a free bet and we are going to do a draw live on air. Ooh, how exciting. So, little drum roll, Tommy P, reveal the winner who is it
0: Okay, so the randomly selected winner is it's Charlie Donnelly
1: oh big Charlie congratulations Charlie you have just won a free bet courtesy of the football betting podcast
0: DM us on uh, Twitter or on Facebook and we'll tell you all about how you can claim that but you could take us for two free bets this year if Charlie wins the fantasy football as well making a right mint out of us isn't he (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's absolutely smashing it <laughs> um, guys if you have enjoyed the show the best thing you can do for us is review us on iTunes we would appreciate it so much um, I know everyone that's in this kind of business says that so we would appreciate it if you could do it for us it would take you 30 seconds Yeah. think of it as payment for an hour show that we put on um, absolutely. other ways of keeping in touch with us t underscore fb podcast is our twitter handle www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast for our facebook page and football betting podcast at gmail.com to keep in touch with us on the email
0: absolutely um so thank you very much for listening as ever guys best of luck for the trebles at the weekend and any bets that you do put on please get in touch if you've had some success is to going back to back Tommy P fingers crossed that's right that's what we want see you later guys